Hosted by Igo.ai co-founder Srini Pagadiala. The Inside Innovator's Mind, a customer engagement podcast, features North America's most innovative and bold leaders taking their deep dive into what it takes to create engaging customer experiences that delight customers and transition them into brand evangelists. Here's your host, Srini Pagadiala. Hi, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Srini Pagidiala, co-founder of Igor.ai, chatbot with a brain. I'm thrilled to present our innovator today and let us get inside the mind of this bold innovator. He's the chief technology officer at 1-800-Flowers. This is the company that embraced technology to transform, to grow, and reinvent their business over a period of 45 years. In 70s, they started with one flower shop. In 80s, they renamed their company as 1-800-Flowers after recording the phone number. In 90s, they launched floral sale online through 1-800-Flowers.com website. In 99, they went public. In 2000s and 2010s, they have acquired a number of companies to complement their offerings, making 1-800-Flowers as the one-stop shop for a wide variety of gifting needs today. And in 2022, they're reinventing their business again by redefining conversational commerce using Igo.ai, chatbot with the brain technology. They are now providing a hyper-personalized gifting concierge to delight millions of their customers by creating engaging experiences. In other words, they are successfully delivering hyper-personalization at scale using chatbot with the brain. What it means is that if you are their customer, Igo, would get to know who you are, what kind of things you like, who are the most important people in your life, what kind of things they like, what is their relationship with you, and what event in their life would you most care about. With all this information, Igo would respond to you based on your historical interactions, your preferences, current context, current goals, ready to serve you 24 by 7 as you are dedicated and hyper-personalized gifting concierge across all brands and all channels. Allow me to introduce you to Abhi Sachdeva. With over 15 years of experience in the retail e-commerce industry as a technology leader, Abhi is at the forefront of innovation happening at 100 Flowers. Abhi operates with a startup mindset. When he sees a new technology, a new ways of looking at a problem, new ways of solving a problem, instead of saying why, he says, why not? And this mindset has served him really well. I know this because his organization is thriving and setting new records. Without further delay, let's talk to Abhi. Hello, Abhi. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate You're it. You're very well. You're very let, welcome. Let, let's it's get my right. pleasure. Absolutely, Abhi. Thank you. And, and let's get right to it. So to start with, how did you personally develop the innovator's mindset? And how did you get your organization around it, Abhi? So Srini, uh, to be innovative enough, we have to think and behave like an innovator from a very get-go, right? And as you want our organization or any organization to think in a similar fashion, you have to bake that in your team members. And to do that, there's a thousand things you have to do same times, right? Um, it's, it's important that when you're creating something new, right? It's important that your team is engaged with it as well. Mm -hmm. And when you are thinking something new and innovative, you have to start 
in my in our point, it has to start from the customer first point, right? You have to step into the customer's shoes. You think from their point and think about it. What is the most important question? What the customer is asking us, and try to solve and build uh, an innovative idea or innovative concept around it. Uh, and when we're doing this, there there's a there's a different things which is only possible when you want it to be innovative as an organization as or as a built a thing that your team is equally engaged and married to that kind of a thing. And when we are doing those kind of a things, it's important that your team has baked it into that idea where it comes down to be where we wanted to have that your mindsets are there with the team as well. So at this moment, let's think about it. For example, when we are, when I'm trying to build into our culture of it, we have a very open forums, which every Friday morning or every Friday afternoon, depending on a week to week, we, we have a very open discussion for an hour where mm-hmm. everybody is coming in and asking like uh, openly questions regarding any of the ideas which they're thinking or what we are thinking or what we have developed so far and what we have learned from it. That actually, create, uh, that actually creates a forum and that's mm-hmm. a trust, trust coming in from their side of it. And then their networking is happening at the same time, right? When there are 50, 60 people are talking in the same, in a one hour, it's a group discussion happening. Where, where they're not building it. And, and it's been said that chance favors the connected minds, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to be in the say. But at the same time, when you're actually thinking how you want to build that culture, it's, it takes time. And it takes time and it's a trust from a team and you have to celebrate the failures with it. Innovation cannot happen that uh, once in a thing you develop something and it's going to mm-hmm. be successful. It's You're going to fail a few times. And if your team cannot be ready to fail with you, or they're scared to fail, right? Then you cannot build that culture around. And it's it takes time to write from to build the culture where it's yeah, but right kind of a thing too. Yes, and like it's 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 a dream for our leaders to actually listen that when the team say yes, we can do that, and also we can do this thing on the top of it for our company. That's how we actually bake it into all those kind of things. It takes time, but I believe it's possibly good to have that happen. That that is awesome, Abi. Having worked with you firsthand and with your organization, every single word that you are saying is something that you not just talk about; you practice it every day, day in day out. I've seen you in many many situations. You're just not only a great innovator but also awesome leader. Now, what drives you the most, Abi? Is it the technology, or is it the impact of the technology in your customer lives? Tell me what what really drives you. What drives us? What we are building for our customer, right? As I mentioned earlier, everything starts with a question: What we are solving it for customer, and what mm-hmm. we when we are stopping into when we are stepping into it. Sorry, into the um, into right. into their shoes and to think about it. Yeah. And that's what actually drives us. What we actually going to build. We innovate for our customers, and we love our customers and the innovations and ideas come to us because we are solving a problem for them. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we enjoy whatever the customer is asking us a question, and we try to build it in that sense of it by by adding a flavor of innovation. Mm-hmm. So to answer you, to summarize in a very quick way, uh, it's customer who we work for. Right. right. And, and right. then a simple thing, what drives us is what problem we are solving for. Got it. Awesome. So in that context, why is customer engagement and, and, and experience so important for you? What makes these customer experience and engagement so vital? 
So without our customer, we are nobody, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, what we are doing it, uh, who we are is for our customer, right? The more satisfied the customer are or the, with their experience, they stay engaged with us. And when mm-hmm. they're staying engaged with us, that means they're buying more, right? The company is growing with that and the, the retention is higher. They, they place an order on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. maintaining the relation with the customer and keeping them engaged with our brands is a demand what we have to fulfill because without that they're going to forget about us and they're going to shop with somebody else and to keep that and in that case of it that engagement and experience tightly you know it's it's attached to each other right the right. experience is what customer wants and experience build the engagement and overall the innovation is touching both sides of it either it's in the experience or in the engagement side of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what would you consider as an engaging experience for your customer. You know, different people are trying to do different things <laughs> with your organization. So what would an engaging experience for your customer look like? I think like uh, our, from our point of view, when we think in that side of it, are proactive actions, right? Proactive uh-huh. actions uh, is what, what, what it is considered as engagement for, from our side of it when we uh-huh. think about it in that side of it. And then when we sure. say proactive, it's like reminders about their upcoming anniversary or a gift like a birthday coming into it. Guilty myself, mm-hmm. I forgot a couple of times my wife's birthday. And, uh, having a reminder, those kind of a things is very right. important, right? Yeah. Or when the weather is bad and we have sent an important gift for somebody, but we know it's not going to get delivered. In spite of us knowing it from that person, right? That it's not going to happen. If a proactive action is coming where we are sending a sending a message that because of the bad weather, it's going to be delayed. It's going to be mm-hmm. tomorrow, or something is happening in between. Uh, it's a pro. It's engaging the customer back, so they they feel happy. They feel reminded, oh, or even in in a, in a sense of it, like um, finding a gift for them, mm-hmm. right? To make mm-hmm. it more simplified. In this, it's not easy to find a gift these days, right? It means there's so many options, and when you think about it, what's what the person going to like it or what's not going to like it, it's it's definitely so. One of our dream is to mm-hmm. build a concierge service, right? Gift concierge service, and we right. work towards that. And if you talk about our innovation uh, dream mm-hmm. on that side of it, that would be the one of the innovation dream if we will be able to build in the right way. It's a journey for us. We haven't sure. reached there, but probably one day. Sure. Awesome. Now, how critical is conversational AI technology to help you enable this vision of, of concierge in delivering these engaging experiences for your customers? So if you think, Serena, as I just mentioned, right, uh-huh. building that concierge service, right, is one of our dream vision. Sure. Right? And, and, and if you think about it, without, uh, without the proper intelligence, without the proper AI, right, Serving a millions of customers at the same time for that concierge service, it's not going to be humanly right. possible, right? right? If you think about it in a, in a past life when the people used to go into stores and all those kind of things used to happen, then you can have a one-to-one service going mm-hmm. on, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, if, you, if you think about it, we can handle that many phone calls at the same time. That's not possible either, right? At the same time, um, if you think about solving through AI models or anything in a conversation commerce in the mm-hmm. AI side of it, it's uh, it's non-trivial task, right? Every person is unique. 
simple as that. The gift they're looking for it for that person is also some kind of a unique. Correct. And we don't have to talk about what occasion they are because you, you can see where I'm going into it, right? Those occasions could be today's birthday, tomorrow's anniversary, tomorrow is somebody's friend's birthday who's, who's a total different uh, experience Correct. of its own. So when you ask me how critical is a conversation AI for us, uh, its answer is very clear. I'm trying to... You know, yes. Without that, we cannot achieve our dream. It's the centerpiece right? of the vision, it looks like. It's the right? centerpiece of the vision. And we, <laughs> we have to reach to our dream where we want it to be. And sure. it's it's not going to be there until we don't find a right mediums or right solutions for that. And again, as I said, it's a non-trivial equation, right? Right. Because right. Um, I wish it's that straightforward. We would have solved it by now. Right, right. <laughs> got it, got it. Now, you know, there are 3,000 companies in the category of conversational technology. Why did you end up selecting Hygo.ai technology out of out of these three thousand companies? I think you and I know this. Uh, we met, I found uh, or we we talked about it initial days a couple right. of years ago when I right. heard uh, one of the uh, podcast only right on uh, while driving that is, that while is driving <laughs> right and uh, one of the things what actually hit me at that time is what they were talking about is uh, I think uh, one of your co-founders or you or uh-huh. Peter was there right they're talking about a hyper personalization thing right and right. that's that's what uh, that's what we was always looking for right? like because again the dream the concierge service it's a hyper-personalized right. experience uh-huh. and a memory based what you guys was talking those are the two key words which stick uh-huh. to me at that time and Again, majority uh-huh. of this, if you think from a retail, it's uh-huh. a 99% is a self-consumption. Mm. We are we are one of those person age where it comes out when we are talking about you buying a gift for somebody else. Right. Right? Right. right. And in this case, it's not only just knowing somebody can know about your personalization, your taste or your or your stuff, what your gift cost will be or anything like that it's need to know a certain personas about the other recipient also who mm-hmm. has to go mm-hmm. so you have to build a relation so the next time i'm coming back this models or systems can actually our intelligence or our brain can actually tell us oh you last time bought this thing it was a very similar stuff would you like to consider this this is great on that person or something like those kind of a things, right? right? And that's where Igo came into the picture. First, it was a very much open system where we can actually make the things a little bit customized or more lot customized according to our needs. And mm-hmm. then uh, Igo team was very much open to change how we are working together. So that's why it was uh, it was a very simple, uh, came out to be very simple out of 3,000 or 4,000, whatever the companies are. Uh, that who we wanted to work with because we have our unique needs. We want a hyper-personalized experience and we wanted the people when they're coming back to be remember what we, we wanted to address them. Uh, right. Hey, Peter, what are you doing? Or hey, Zrini, how was it? Or do you want to give it back uh, a gift for your wife or your uh, friend, right. whoever it is? So that's, that's right. the thing. Uh, Igo was there for us. Got it, got it. And when you say memory, you're talking about the short-term memory, long-term memory. So I go is able to understand the relationships, uh, the gifts, all of that nature. Now, what benefits have you realized so far using Igo? See, this very straightforward. Uh, the uh-huh. training was very straight, easy, right? Training right. AI models or training any NLPs and all those kind of things was straightforward. We don't have to go into months and months or years of trained data to be fed into the system. It right. got very easy. And then the second piece is we always look a single point 
where we can connect to a single brain, which we want to. Right. So we have we have an Apple business chat, we have a Google Messenger, right? We have a two-way SMS, we have our web chat, our mobile chat, and then we have our building a CSP from the intelligence side of it as well, right? All those platforms talking to a single brain where we can now share the knowledge among all. Like if I'm mm-hmm. a customer is coming from Apple Business Chat and tomorrow coming from a web chat or anything right. like those kind of thing, it can handle it in the same point. And with, with the common enterprise IDs of ours, we can actually share that things up. So those benefits are there with ICO for us because we can able to customize, connect them and make a solution work other than if I just work with a SMS provider separately and having a another okay. web chat provider separately, it's not going to be a seamless experience and we wanted to build it. So those are the simple benefits and the training and those comes out. Got it. So what I'm hearing is build brain once and use it across all channels, whether it's omni-channel experience, different channels coming in, you can easily navigate the same brain is being used across across all channels. You should you should have written that for me. <laughs> no, no. Yes. what is your vision for IGO, you know, going into the future? As we were just talking a few minutes ago, all right, a proactive assisting, right? Where we definitely want IGO to help us on that side of it. Okay. It's somewhere we are already doing it with mm-hmm. uh, with the IGO team and with you guys, right? Uh, where it's like when the customer is in the middle of a shopping and the promo code is not working, we're triggering it, right? Use this promo code or something like that. Um, again, we wanted to go to that concierge service, right? Sure. Where we can actually build that uh, relation with the customer and say, like, let me help you to shop for this person. Tell us more about this person and let me pick a gift in spite of you wasting your time and browsing all those kind of things. And like the same way, notifications, all those kind of things. But when you think about those, uh, those are things where I go. And if somebody re- remember that the clippy thing on a Microsoft Word, whenever the right. question comes yeah. in, you can, yeah, yeah. You can think, that's yeah. that's how we vision it. Our customer to be experiencing I go as well on our platforms, where it comes down to be anything with the prompting, they can ask it. Right, there's an assistant right. waiting for them to answer it and uh, solve their shopping or give them a better customer experience. It's it's a piece of our customer experience. Got it. Awesome. So I remember in in our initial conversations, and for some reason, I've never heard the term conversational commerce. I actually learned it from you and from from, from Arne. So the question I have for you is, as a retail e-commerce industry leader, where do you see the industry itself is moving uh, in three to five years as it relates to conversational commerce? It's very hard to predict future nowadays, specifically. Mm-hmm. In the last two years, what happened with the right. pandemic, the world has just uh, taken a different curve line. I believe the different timeline has changed. Into, mm-hmm. Right? It's in a, in a simple word, if I say it, right? Uh, if right now our touch point, our first touch point is a mobile, right? I have a feeling in three to five years, uh, one of our first touch points is going to be some AI bot. Right, mm-hmm. and that bot could be on your phone, and in spite of a people starting uh, like browsing at this moment or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, they will be talking to it in a very simple ways and getting that and having that experience. Right, will be will be required. And what what is being developed through this omni-channel uh, approaches or what we have seen this social media mm-hmm. has platform has flewed that and this is this is just a fuel in a fire at this moment how this thing gonna 
fast track it now towards AI bots and everything. Mm-hmm. People like convenience. And the mm-hmm. convenience, uh, the next step of a convenience from a typing is going to be voice. And that's obvious, right? And uh, when the voice command is going to be that fast enough to interpret and we can search anything, that's going to become a first touch point. Got it. Got it. So it's going to be more or less standardized across across the industry. That's what customers are demanding. Kajuma, I think so, yeah. I yeah. think so. That's uh, that's where the conversation conversation is, right? You're having uh-huh. a conversation commerce and buying, like, when we believe in a conversation commerce, we say, like, you shopping by talking. Simple right. like that. I'm looking for uh, a gift for my wife and somebody, a bot is responding back, uh, tell me a little bit more about your wife and we say X, Y, Z and that's, here's a gift. What are you perfect? You wanted to buy right. it? Yes, done. Over. Game over, right? And right. that's, that's will that's, eventually will happen. That convenience is going to come into this experience. Right. And if it is already hyper-personalized, it already knows who you are based on you know, your phone number and all that stuff. And it can basically offer you, here are some of the options. And you talked about proactive stuff. Before you even reach, I go can proactively reach out to you. And, and make these and that's a beauty uh, that's right? a beauty of what we were talking about hyper personalization right. and the memory base right when right. you actually yeah. remember certain mm-hmm. things like us as a human knows like right. i know what my wife like but if there's already a, somebody who's assisting me who right. knows also that same thing right. makes my life a little easier absolutely would you mind sharing some of the lessons learned uh, as you started on this journey as a thought leader, as an implementation, you actually executed on this on this vision. What lessons can you share that you have learned um, around implementing and executing conversational commerce? See, one of the lessons what we learned uh, initially is to actually answer the very first and most important question for your customer, right? Mm-hmm. What your customer is seeking for. Like again, as I mentioned, coming back to same thing, mm-hmm. our customer do demand this service, right? Where they can actually ask somebody what gift I should, what is the best gift for this kind of a person, right? Who loves reading books. It's not always, if you love reading books, it's not always just to give a book as a gift to somebody, right? There there are other options too, right? And those kind of, so lesson learned is a simple, like try to understand what your customer wants, right? Mm -hmm. Once you have an innovative and once you are able to solve that problem, that then go to the next problem, right? But the first to foremost question, which your customer is asking the most, Focus on that and solving it and building the convenience into, into the customer experience. Don't try to innovate like an amazing big thing, right? Out of the thing. Just the smallest thing can make a huge difference for our customer. Got it. Got it. Don't try to boil the ocean. Go at a, at a step that phased approach where the high value is start with what question customer is asking, start with answering that question, kind of evolve from there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is awesome, Abhi. Who are the two most innovative and bold leaders that that you can recommend or you would nominate for this show who are clearly making the difference in terms of thinking and actually executing on their vision to engage customers, to to transform their customer experiences. It won't be fair that if I even name any, right? Forget about two, right? If I I even try to do it, it's hard for me to pick. I learned from so many amazing leaders around me and what I've done it in last so many uh, years, that it's it will be not fair that if I go ahead. Well, I, I will nominate for every leader. A board leadership, uh, what uh, what it brings to the organization um, uh-huh. is can do wonders, right? And board leaders is a constant inspirations and aspirations to many, many people. And I've learned from many of them. And all board leaders I know 
use their extensive knowledge and experience to mm-hmm. lead their peoples into bringing the best selves in the workplace in the workplace right and that's it's it's in my nomination if whoever you ask you can go talk to anybody but it doesn't matter to me uh next uh, but from my side of it um my recommendation is to every leader and thank you for being a board leader in your organization who's making a change and making a change in in your team members lives and please continue to do so got it so if i'm hearing you right what you're saying is that they see the a top down initiative at least to start with at the board level at the, at the at the executive c level executive level at the svp level and then it percolates throughout the organization this customer experience and customer engagement is is vital uh, that's where you start and then and then basically get get the entire organization aligned around around that vision there there's not possible to actually build or innovate anything in any organization which is not top down right in my mind right. because yeah. uh, whatever if this is not initiative not coming from top down whatever the energy you put it will never mm-hmm. be able to see a daylight right and the organization mm-hmm. the complete organization has to work together and these kind of a risk can only be taken when there's an appetite for it right and the appetite can only happen when you have a very leaders who are ready to invest into this ready to take a risk or it fail fast to it and that culture what we was talking earlier right. uh, is there right? right is there otherwise there will be people who will be scared your team members will be scared to 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 do anything because they don't they don't know if the leaders want us to do or not right right awesome abi thank you very much for your insight for your time really really appreciate it uh, any last words you want to share with with our audience before we wrap it no, up no thank you so much uh, igo has been a great partner and we know that uh, it's um, it's a journey which we all are working together and i hope in next coming years we will be able to achieve our dream what we all talking been been talking as a gift concierge service we ultimately do want it to have that conversation commerce what you and yeah, i is just yeah, talking absolutely. a minute ago right yeah. and where a customer can come and simply ask i'm looking for a gift i'm already late for my for a birthday party and i have right. something i forgot to send it yesterday and now i have only 2 hours left can you send something out which is which is good for my wife and she's not going to kill me right. definitely we wanted to go and have that conversation with a bot which is intelligence enough to pick from my previous order histories my knowing my taste my wife interest all that things and but give me a product which i say yes in the game is there got it got it abi thank you very much for your insight and for your support really appreciate it i know every word you said you really mean it because i see you practice each one of those things it's an honor uh, to speak with you thanks again you very much thank you bye bye Thanks again for tuning into the Inside Innovators Mind, a customer engagement podcast. This show is sponsored by iGo.ai, the world's first and only chatbot with a brain. We have put together a checklist for chatbots done right just for you. Visit iGo.ai/checklist to get your checklist and to learn more. Click on Experience iGo.